On this week's show, delighted to be promoted to the Scaffold Premier Division, we hear from Snodland Town boss Luke Walland. This league we're in now, the league we just won, I think has been really, really competitive and is ahead of a lot of good sides in there and good players. And ahead of the Kent Senior Trophy final this weekend, we hear from both managers. Punjab United boss Chippy Shan is, is relishing the prospect of leading his team out on the big stage. It's an unbelievable achievement what the lads have done. Um, and yeah, we seriously, we're just uh, we're pinching ourselves that we're there. And Deal Town manager Steve King is hoping to end his first season in charge with a bit of silverware. I think we're going to have over a thousand fans there, so it'd be great to be able to lift some silverware in front of them and hopefully then take that momentum and crowds into next season as well. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. We've got three interviews for you this week, all from the scaffold, and we hope that you are going to enjoy hearing from three happy managers. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who's not enjoying this role reversal situation that we've got going on. And on the line now is the man who wanted to record this week's show at eight o'clock in the bloody morning. It's Matt Gerard. How are you, mate? Not bad. It is 8.06 in the morning, mate. So we've, we've gone from Literally. both ends of the spectrum or... Uh, a late, a mid, mid, uh, middle, middle of the day one and an early one now. So it's probably the earliest you've ever recorded this, I expect, isn't it? Well, it is because normally I'm in bed at eight o'clock in the morning. I had to set an alarm, Matt, to do this week's show. I had to set an alarm. And what I really concerned was I got on and you sent me the invite for the show at 7.20. Well, well yeah. I've normal got... people aren't up at 7.20 well, well, in the morning. Well, normally I would be up at 6.20 if I was at work, but I'm off at work this week, so... Um, but again, I am normally would be enjoying a lay-in even now because I'm off. But um, things to get on with, mate. And we've, you know, got to get out the, uh, the the pod for the people because it's the business end of the season. It is. I should point out, by the way, that I'm not some sort of layabout. Uh, I mean, I had, what, three and a half years of, of running a bed and breakfast and being up at uh, six o'clock every day. Um, but now with my work patterns, I work late, I work nights, I work evenings. I don't get in till, 20, till half past one in the morning a lot of the time. I don't want to be up at this unhealthy hour. So, I mean, yeah. sure, it's nice and sunny. It looks lovely out there. And maybe I'm missing the best part of the day. But I, frankly, Matt, as much as I love doing this show, would rather still be in bed. Well, there you go. We better make it a big show then, haven't we? A decent show for people who, who uh, are listening in. Well, Somebody's past like, I'm refreshed, mate. I'm ready to go. You get, you get more happy, Matthew, today. My alarm went off like 15 minutes ago, so I'm not feeling that refreshed, uh, if I'm brutally honest. But uh, yeah, uh, what else have you been up to, mate? Anything anything exciting? Uh, no, stuff going on, but um, we've been out and about. Unfortunately, I went to a funeral yesterday. Um, I'm not saying I'm off this week, but we've got things on. We're going to see Super Mario World this afternoon, the film. So, which is uh, kids wanted to go and see, and I don't mind a bit of Super Mario World. Big fan of Donkey Kong. Um, and that's about it. We're, 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 we've got nothing on tomorrow, so we're going to try and get just go out for the day and enjoy the day. Hopefully the weather will be nice. Have you had a nice week off, though? Uh, yeah, yeah. We haven't really done as much as we normally do because things that are going on. But, um, yeah, it hasn't been too bad. Too much football, as my wife would probably say, though. So yeah, last night, um, another reason why I shouldn't be up at this un- ungodly hour, um, I went to um, a show at uh, the Delaware Pavilion in Bexhill, uh, which was um, a sort of Ashes preview with uh, Jonathan Agnew and Glenn McGrath. Uh, oh, right, which, good. Which was really good, actually. It was um, it was a Christmas present for my dad. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't make it as he's not uh, feeling very well at the moment. So I went on my own. 
Um, but I had good seats, and you know, it was it was really good fun actually. Well, it made it quite amusing because obviously it was howling a gale outside, and there we are saying, "Oh, well, the ashes are coming, the ashes are coming." Um, but it was really interesting, and uh, Glenn McGrath had some great stories, Jonathan Agnew as well. It kind of wetted the whistle, I suppose, of, uh, a bit for the ashes. But yeah, it was a it was a good show, and um, they do a lot of these test match special live things, um, and and I hope that it it comes back so that I can go again, and hopefully next time my dad will be able to go. But yeah, it was uh, it was good fun. Well, I, I am going to the test match if a health permitting. After I couldn't go last year, so I am going to the third day of the Oval. So um, of the Ashes, so I am looking forward to that. Um, well, I, I've got a ticket uh, for the fifth day of the Oval, so. Oh. I'm going to put the day off work, but I've got very few hopes that I'm actually going to see any cricket because surely the way England are playing, all these games are going to be done on day four, aren't they? Well, yeah, you would have thought so. Um, Basball, as they say. So, um, yeah, should be. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So I do. Again, I was discussing this with somebody yesterday saying it, it's a shame it's not going through all of August when the kids are off and they can enjoy it because the, the other hundreds are, isn't it? And <laughs> the cricket, the Ashes finishes at the end of July, which seems wrong, but. Okay, I know it's another conversation we can get into because you're not a big fan of the other thing, John. Uh, no, I'm not. So, so the, the funniest thing actually was um, there were lots of funny bits in the thing, but they had this kind of thing where they pulled back a cricket bat and then the thing come up on the screen and it stopped on something. Obviously, it was all um, predetermined what was going to stop on it. It stopped and up came a picture of Stokes and McCullum and McGrath just went without missing a beat. Oh, and there's a couple of Kiwis, um, <laughs> which uh, and he did and Glenn McGrath did predict as always. That Australia will win 5-0. Um, I think that's just a thing he does as a joke. He basically said, you know, it's going to be a brilliant series. It's going to be... He, he, his words were something along the lines of, uh, it's going to be really close. All the matches are going to be brilliant, but we're going to win them all, um, which was ambitious. But, um, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a great series um, and looking forward to it. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be... Was, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was it... I say I went to the theatre last week to watch Inspector Calls. If you... Do you remember Inspector Calls? J.B. Priestley? Did you do it at yeah. GCSE? I don't think I did it at GCSE, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, my daughter's doing it at GCSE, and I did it at GCSE. We went to see the Marlowe to watch uh, the show, and it was an, an excellent show as well. It really was um, clever. It's a good it's a good play, so I really enjoyed that. And, and, and I also went to the theatre. My daughter's friend was in a play at, at um, Dreamland. Dreamland is on its way up, mate. It's, it's the place to be now, and that was very good as well. So I've been... Um, out and about theatrically over the last few days. Get you, eh? Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lovey. You're, yeah, not the exactly. ma- you're not the man I thought you were. Are you just like a different person at eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm like buzzing, mate. So I, I've had my uh, act well, and so I'm, I'm a new person. Excellent. Good stuff. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I've had uh, a swig of squash, uh, and I'm not a new person. Are you still in yet. bed? Are you? Are you actually up? No, I've got. A, I'm up. I've got my. I've got my setup here. I could. I, I'm sat in the in the living room. Um, I mean, I, I would have done the show in bed if I could have, I think. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I decided not to. Anyway, it's our 252nd episode, the first one we've ever done at 8 o'clock in the morning. I haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, and 252 is the number of the bus uh, that you can catch that gets you between Tunbridge Wells and Eastbourne and vice versa. Now, that is a journey that I make a lot uh, for two very important reasons. But I've never once contemplated getting that bus, but mainly because the 252 bus is definitely not running at the time I'm heading south on that route. Quite relevant, Matt, because as I've said to you earlier on, I'll be getting home very, very late this evening. There won't be a bus then. Uh, apparently, there are also 252 ways of placing three pieces on a Connect 4 board. Um, 
That is according to the online encyclopedia of integer sequences. And now I hold my hands up. I am one of the co-hosts of a, of a niche podcast about non-league football. But do you know what? If I ever need to nod off, I think I'm going to head for that web page. So, so there's 250. Well, that, is, that is quite impressive. Um, uh, but I think it's got to be that, that that's not just the, the rows along the bottom. I think it's got to be if you led it down flat. I can't see how right, there's true. 252 different ways of starting a game with Connect 4 with three bits. I, I just don't. I just don't. That doesn't equate to me. I don't know. Do you think kids play Connect Four? Because it, it was a big game in the eighties. Um, do your kids play Connect Four? We've probably got a board, but um, we're probably back in the day when they were really young. But I don't think um, they'd be that impressed unless you get it on TikTok. Uh, uh, your aim for today is to get the Connect Four out and have a game with both of your children and oh, see. Oh, who wins. Try, yeah, I could try to do that. Yeah, could do that. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't mind a game of Connect Four. So it, was right. a, yeah. it was big in the eight. That was a Christmas present. Me and my sister would then play for hours, I'm sure. Oh, loads of great 80s games. Wasn't there? Yeah. I, mean, I think my favourite was Kaplunk. Because, I mean, the noise that game used to make was just unbelievable. And then, like, you had a mousetrap that took about eight hours to set up before you could even start playing. Um, Scrooble, Scramble. We, we've got mousetrap. We've got mousetrap. Yeah. We have, it, it did take a while to get mousetrap going. Yeah, that was. we probably played it once and never played it again after that. Uh, I think we were similar. I think we could never put it, we could never like, be bothered to put it together. And I think when we did, it never really worked. So I think we were just kind of like, oh, well, and I'd be like, can we play that? And my dad was like, no. no, no, no. <laughs> that is, yeah. yeah, it's not the, uh, yeah, I can't believe there's many mouth sales of mousetrap because the kids would get bored after about three seconds thing. Are we not playing? So uh, on that, but no, no, good, some good, some good game of life was one summer. I think I must have played every day around my mate's house. Game of Life, I used to love that Game of Life. I think we've got that as well. So, yeah, yeah, Game of Life was a good one. Monopoly, is is, is that still... Got that, we've got that. Scrabble, we've got, you've got... We played a game of Scrabble on the Queen's funeral day, but I got told for being too competitive, so it was axed after that. Well, I play Words with Friends with my dad, and uh, so I play, like, Scrabble sort of things almost every day. Um, so that's always uh, always good fun. Um and Monopoly, I, I read a really funny thing on online. There's a, a page on Twitter called Fesshole, um, which you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is is very entertaining. And uh, there was one that really stuck in my mind. And someone was like, went around to my girlfriend's for Christmas and uh, I bought a, a set of Monopoly um, as a nostalgic present because she talked so fondly of playing it when she was a kid. The look of pure horror on her family's face when I when I uh, when she opened it suggested this was not a good idea we had one game and after the way she behaved we never played it ever again so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can understand that I can understand that yeah well, I've got was... a France 98 World Cup themed Monopoly actually that's my uh, my instead worth, of that's your inheritance is it I wouldn't it's say that fortune I wouldn't say that because, you know, now special Monopoly sets are 10 a penny, aren't they? Um, but this one you had, instead of having houses and hotels, you had terraces and stadiums, which was quite cool. Who was part lane, though? In, in design? I think it was Brazil. Uh, oh, I see, oh, it was the countries did that, I see. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the countries, yeah. So I'm sure it was Brazil um, was, was part lane. Cause Scotland would have been Old Kent Road. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um, I might double check that while I while, while you're chatting. I'll have a look and and uh, bring you some info about that in a bit. Uh, anyway, let's get on with the show, uh, and we're going to start with a man who celebrated promotion at the weekend. Snodland Town missed the chance to win the title last midweek, but they did it in style 
in front of more than 500 supporters on Saturday when they beat Meridian VP by four goals to nil. They followed that up with a 2-1 win at their boss's former club, Staples Monarchs, on Monday. And now Luke Walland is planning for life in the Skeppel Premier Division. Uh, I haven't actually spoken to him yet at the moment as I say these words, but here goes. It's Luke Walland. Yeah, great day. Great day. Um, could have been the Wednesday night away uh, at him, but they were very, they were a very good side and they were far better than us on the night. Um, whether that was a bit of nerves that we potentially could have done it that night or not, I don't know. It took us a while to get going. Um, Saturday... It almost acted like Wednesday was a bit of a trial run for us, take a bit of pressure off, a bit of nerves have gone. Saturday, um, yeah, we just performed, performed well. well Got the job was, done. I suppose it was nice to do it in front of your own fans as well, and more than 500 of them there. Yeah, it's crazy. That that many fans coming to watch um, Snodland, and it's, got, it's been good support all year. Um, and for the, for the bigger games, more people turn up. Um, I think, yeah, it, it was great to do it. A lot of the committee chairman was was half hoping that we wouldn't do it the Wednesday night away at Tooting and we'd do it on our own our own soil. Uh, overall it's been it's been a fantastic season. It looked like it was going to be really tight for, for a long time, but the, the last couple of months you've just been exceptional, haven't you? To be honest, yeah, we were talking about this on Saturday, um, after the game. It was about eight weeks ago, it would look like our goal our goal difference would be massive advantage. It would come right to the end. Um, and I think at that point we might have been 22 goals, 21 goals in advantage. And then all of a sudden, over the last sort of eight weeks, it's been more down to points. Um, I didn't expect that, if I'm totally true. For I expected it to be tight to the end. And it hasn't ended up like that. We've sort of, we were 10 off it, 10 points clear at the weekend. Um, and yeah, so we, we've done well. Points have decided it rather than goal difference, which is a much better way to win it. Absolutely. And I suppose for you as a club last year, you obviously had the disappointment of, of losing in the playoffs, but you, you bounced back so well and, and, and your squad is, is jam-packed with experienced players, isn't it? Yeah, we've been fortunate, to be honest with you. Um, I've been fortunate that the club's backed us, um, which has allowed us to bring players in like that. And also the draw of the club being being as it is and you turn up and it's, it's a good facilities. Um, the stand, the clubhouse, the changing rooms. Um, the pitch, obviously, everyone knows London's on a little bit of a slope. But to be honest with you, we've got someone in to maintain that and then maintain it regularly. So although there is a bit of a slope, it's um, it's good it's good playing conditions to play on. What's the potential at Snodland Town? You know, being a, it's, it's a decent sized town, isn't it? And you've proved with the attendances you've been getting that there's that there's a chance for a football club to do well there. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And I think hopefully this season. Um, I haven't I haven't spoke to anyone yet. Obviously, the season for this one's not done yet till Saturday. Um, we'll have a bit of discussion and, and we'll see what the plans are and what the club are expecting next year because obviously there'll be an expectation of some level. I expect, um, but yeah, I think I think the club can go on and go on. Um, they've got the backing of, of the local councils, etc., for any any plannings they want to do. Um, so there isn't a lot stopping them. Um, if I can keep keep providing a, a good squad results league positions and yeah we'll see how we get on I suppose you know that it's, it's going to be a big step up next season yeah it'll be a massive step up um, obviously Scaffold Prem has loads of experience in there like you said we've got an experienced side now but there's more experience in that Scaffold Prem um, there's a lot of good sides they know how to ground results out um, I think to be honest with you with the Scaffold one we've been in I think that's been quite competitive too um, obviously yes now we said about eight weeks ago it was really tight. Now there's a few more points points difference. But up until then, you could probably say there's sort of seventeen competing high high in the league. 
um, which is different from maybe last year. Um, it was one or two running away with it and then people competing for the playoffs. This year's been tough. So I think there's a, there's a few teams in the league we're in now that would would hold their own in the league above as well. So we've, we've had some tests this year and I think obviously next year there'll be loads of tests week in, week out and it's how we deal with them. I think you're right, really, because I look at the, the names of the people that are scoring goals in that division. And, you know, they're names that are well known a, across the county, aren't they? You know, uh, I look at Lidtown last weekend and, and the players who scored for them, Richard Atkins, you know, um, uh, on the score sheet for them and Timmy Babington and places like that. So it, it, step six is, is not a poor level of football anymore, is it? No, it's so strong. And you, you just hit the nail on the head. It's so, so strong. These players that have been playing Skeffle Prem are now playing in Skeffle One. And they could easily still play scaffold prem. So this league we're in now, the league we just won, I think has been really, really competitive and there's a hell of a lot of good sides in there and good players. Uh, and obviously now it's, for the rest is the playoffs. Will you be watching? Do you mind who goes up? Or do you think it's just going to be... I mean, looking at those teams, it could be it could be a really, really good bunch of playoffs. You're just glad you're not involved in them like last year. Truthfully, yeah, I am glad because where we've been sitting at the top for the last few weeks... Um, those sides below, like you mentioned, Leeds, the two ins, um, Larkfield, everyone's been going as strong as they can. And to be honest, I didn't want to, and I'm glad we didn't, drop from our position into them playoffs because the ones that are coming from, from below and coming up, they would probably be the stronger side. Rather than dropping into, it would be more advantage coming into the playoffs rather than dropping into it. And I've, I wouldn't have fancied my chances in the playoffs with whatever squad I've got, to be honest, because it's, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I will be, to be honest, I will be watching them. Um, I love football to be honest with you football and work's life at the moment so I'll be watching them um, I haven't got a preference in there um, I think any any of them could, could win it to be honest with you and obviously you're looking forward to your final game of the season I suppose it's, it's beat up for you isn't it when you when you play on Saturday yeah Saturday um, Whiteleaf away we can relax a little bit obviously it'd be nice to win again um, to be honest with you I'm glad we got the league done when we got it done because Obviously, Staples connections from before where I've managed, and Whiteleaf beat us seven-one in the Vars at the start of the season. So, I was hoping we'd get get the league done before these last two games because I thought they could be a bit sticky going into them. I was going to say actually about Staples on Monday. I guess the people there, you, you know them really well. But were they pleased for you that you won the league, or were they a bit kind of, oh well, you know, <laughs> we're still going to give you a good game today? I, I think a bit of both. I think um, I think they'd be glad glad we won the league. I think there'd be parts of them wish we hadn't won the league because obviously my connection is from past um, but not in a horrible way just I think that's football um, and I think yeah I don't think I don't think everyone wants to beat the league leaders um, or champions as it is now and yeah Staples and Snodland and, and Aiders with me as well was at Staples a couple of others I don't, I don't think um, they would have rolled over easy and they didn't they did gave us good, a good battle uh, it's just funny you mentioned you've been working hard as well as football. You, you got a few months off from football now. Uh, do, do you take a break and completely switch off from it, or, or are you constantly thinking about what's going to be happening next season? Um, me, me as a person, I'll be constantly thinking, but I, I'm going to try. Obviously, playoffs, watch the playoffs, watch playoff final, um, then try and catch up with the chairman, then possibly get a week off, um, and then yeah, be football, football, and more work. So yeah, non-stop. I don't think he can stop, especially stepping up a league, so it'll be tough. Well, Matt, we've not actually heard what he's got to say, but all we can say is, is massive congratulations to Luke and all at Snodland Town. Yeah, well, last week we thought they were going to do it. They lost that game uh, in midweek, but yeah, fantastic achievement in a, in a tough division, which has been quite competitive and probably till about beginning of March, wasn't it, when, when Snodland have gone through and um, they've been the most consistent side and 
and got a result. And now they'll look forward to um, pitting their mitts in the Scaffold Premier League division next season. So, um, fantastic achievement. Um, crowd of 500, which you can't, you cannot say, um, cannot grumble at. It shows that the uh, the town is fully behind them, and I'll really enjoy it next year. It'll be interesting to see how they get on. Um, but I think they're going to enjoy this moment and go ahead and look again next season. I think they'll be competitive. Um, and we'll see how they get on, really. But yeah, fantastic achievement. Congratulations to all concerned. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, free entry for all uh, on Saturday to, to see them win the title. Um, but what you can say is, despite that, even if the doors are open for nothing, you've still got to get the people in. Uh, and I think Snodland is a place that has got potential, actually. You know, it's got a fair few houses around there and stuff. And I think, you know, that, that they are, are quite equipped. If, if they can start next season well, they could do OK, couldn't they? Oh, um, I think anybody next season, we probably think who are going to be the sides at the top of the table. Um, but I'm sure they'll um, be competitive in those games. Again, they've got the confidence of winning the league. I presume they can keep majority of the players. Um, because the family feel of the club, yeah, there's no reason why not. But they're not going to go into it overall. I'm sure they'll uh, look for look forward to be successful. Yeah, there just are some some places in Kent, you know, that, that people may I not even, be. I there. don't even know where Snodland is. I've probably had this question before. Where is Snodland? So you would find it if you went on the A228, which sort of links uh, Maidstone to Rochester. Yeah. So right, yeah. in between that that sort of gap there uh, not well served by trains I mean let's not get into that um, but you know it, it's there's a lot of people live there and you know it's, it's an, I've been there a few times to the town and it's a, you know it's a nice little place and and it does have a community feel to it so you can understand why why, why the club has got potential you know you look at the map sometimes you see some place and you think that place should have a football team. That place should have a decent football team. And some places actually still don't. But Snodland are there. They've got a, a tidy little stadium in, in, in the town. You know, the, the, the potential of the club is, is is pretty big, you know. And if you look at some of the places or, or some of the areas that, that have thrived recently, you know, you look, I mean, we've got some clubs that don't even have a place they're connected to, you know, VCD, Cray Valley, uh, Glebe, you know, places like that. I mean, obviously Glebe are from Chislehurst, but they're not called Chislehurst. Um, you know, and you look at it and you think, actually, do you know, what? if you can be the the sort of flag bearers for a town and get behind it, you know, th- there's no reason why you can't. And I mean, you look at that attendance for step six, Dover have had crowds smaller than that this season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, if, if you if you ask people to come and you spread the word and you can feel a bit of the community and you feel proud of where you come from and the football club's doing well and you can get your kids interested in it, and you know, to go along and meet the players and see the players that's the way to go so yeah i'm delighted for them um be interesting to see who goes up with them but yeah fantastic achievement and i enjoy the moment and hard work starts now for next season but enjoy it while you can yeah and credit to them as well because obviously they had the disappointment uh, of losing in the in the playoff semi-final last year uh, at larkfield and new hive and you know, for most of the season, it looked like it was going to be a massive title race between uh, those two teams. I think all the way from the very start, we said those two will be yeah. in the top two. But it actually panned out slightly differently, I suppose. It, it, it was very close for a lot of the time. But yeah. the last few weeks or months, Sodland have just taken it to another level, haven't they? I think they've kept adding to the squad and they've just run away with it in the end. I mean, they're, 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 they're clear enough now and, and, you know, that they've won the title and, and, you know, fair play to them all. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, I think that's it. That added consistency and maybe the heartbreak of last season in the playoffs to sort of push them on to, to win the division and fair play to them and good luck, as I say. Yeah, absolutely. By this time next week, uh, we will know the two teams uh, who will be competing in the playoff final to join Stodland at step five next season. Uh, Larkfield and New Hythe and Lidtown are both assured of playoff spots. Tootingbet will join them on Thursday night unless they lose at home to Greenways. Uh, that would then leave Faversham Strikeforce and Rochester vying for the final spot, with the former two points ahead and finishing their season at home to second bottom SC Thamesmead, uh, while Rochester will be hoping to capitalise. Strikeforce do slip up when they travel to face Greenways. Uh, interesting that, Matt. And, and the semi-finals are next uh, midweek. I think they're on Tuesday. Um, looks like it's going to be Larkfield, New Hythe, Tootingbeck. And one other, I'd probably say Faversham strike force on balance. And what I know about all those teams is they're not afraid to score some goals, are they? Yeah, it will be some interesting ones. Again, Lid have still got a goal difference of plus one. You would have thought Larkfield and New Eyes would be the favourites, but you'll never know in, in this division um, what can happen. Faversham strike force have picked up some good results recently after we've had a bit of a wobble. Tootin Becker in decent form. Uh, I presume the final will be next Saturday, would it be? Yeah, next Saturday, the 22nd. So, yeah. um, I mean, interesting, Tooting Beck, um, they play at Sutton Athletic, so technically they're in our patch. Yeah. Um, but they've been in great form. They've beaten all the teams around them. It was them who beat Snodden last week. I think they've just beaten Larkfield as well. Yeah. Larkfield have had a change of manager. Um, but actually, Matt, looking at the re- results from the weekend, we're not going to go through all the Easter weekend results uh, on this week's show. But I look at this list of goal scorers from Lid's 7-1 win over SC Thamesmead on Saturday. And do you know what? I think they are a real, real threat. You look at that that list, I don't know if you've managed to get it in front of you, there's but there's some names there. Big Burden, Timmy Bamin, yeah, Richard Ack, yeah, Tony, yeah. And my mate, and my mate doesn't, he's got three penalties in that game as well. And again, I, I saw my mate yesterday about his um, nephew he plays. I don't think he's playing anymore, but he was scoring goals. Troy Howard's a decent player. Um, he was at, was he at Margate at the start of the season. Yep. Uh, yeah. And Richard Atkins, I mean, he was the top scorer in the scaffold the first season we did this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then Timmy Babbins a good player. Tyler, you know, do you know I mean, I look, at, I look at that list and I think, oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah, again, they do concede, but they do score. So, um, I think that, I say Rob Dunne still banging them in for Snodland as well on that. So, and Byron Walker, they're blast, blast from the past. So, um, it's a good level that the players, you know, are quite happy to play at that level. So, yeah, should be interesting games next week and we'll, we'll, we'll preview the uh, final next week but again interesting to see who that will be so as you say tooting back in decent form at the moment yes absolutely the rest of the final day fixtures on Saturday see the champions head to AC Whiteleaf Bryden Ropes host Croydon Lightfoot and New Hyde are looking to clinch second spot when they host Forest Hill Park Staples travel to Lewisham Borough Lidtown at home to Meridian VP and tooting back host Bermondsey Town uh, just if you're not aware the way the playoffs work second will play fifth third will play fourth at home and then the, the final will be played on Saturday, uh, next Saturday, at the home of the highest ranked team. So finishing second is a big advantage. Um, so Larkfield and New Hyde in pole position for that. Let's move up to the Scaffold Premier Division where there's more games to go than just one. The top two have still got three to play and Homestale are down the, near the bottom. We've got five left uh, and wins over Beerson and Gleber put Irith and Belvedere on the brink of the title. Six points ahead uh, with those three games to play. That means if Phoenix were to slip up at Whitsville on Saturday, the Deers will be champions if they can win at Tunbridge Wells. But either way, four points from them over that game and their home game with Deal on Tuesday will also be enough. Uh, six points from their three games will be enough for Phoenix to secure second spot too. 
And so that could also be done and dusted by next week uh, with Steve O'Boyle's men facing Holmesdale on Wednesday night. At the bottom, K-Sports were relegated after their defeat to Canterbury on Monday, uh, while City themselves are four points behind Holmesdale, six away from Wellingtown with two left. Holmesdale do have three games in hand on them and three points from those five will keep them up. Well, obviously, Wellingtown know that a point will see them safe, but with Canterbury facing both Irish sides before the season is out, they'll probably think that they're virtually safe already. Uh, from the weekend's actions, so we're not going through all the scores, but a quick mention uh, to Kennington's Rajan Sani, who netted four in his side's 5-0 win over Sutton Athletic. And as I say, all the rest of the results are available on the Scaffold website. Uh, the other fixtures this weekend, Beers at home to Glebe, Either Town host Canterbury, Holmesdale against Rustle, Kennington take on Wellington, Lordswood host Fisher, Stansfeld meet relegated K-Sports. It's Sutton Athletic against Hollands and Blair. As we've already said, the top two are away from home. Irith and Belvedere at Tomridge Wells. Phoenix Sports at Whitstable. Uh, on Tuesday night, it's Irith and Belvedere against Deal. Fisher take on Sutton. Hollands and Blair meet Kennington. And on Wednesday night, it's Homestyle against Phoenix. And Tomridge Wells against Punjab United. It's it's nearly all done, Matt. And, and I think Irith and Belvedere are, are probably going to get there now, aren't they? They've made it exciting, though, the last few weeks. Yeah, I would have thought... Um... The, 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 the various changes of managers that allowed other teams to believe uh, you would have thought that they're, you're not, they're not going to slip up now um, with three games to go six points clear it would be a, a major fail they've only lost four games all season so and they probably need to lose all the remaining three so yeah you would have thought they would be there Phoenix again massive I suppose in some ways for deal we'll talk about deal in a minute but they probably want Eric and Beverly to win the league, so maybe they're a little bit not really concerned. So they can beat beat them next week and then give put pressure on Phoenix going into the final game for the playoffs. So still, yeah, still I think the top top top's gone. We're still looking at second and third. That could probably go to the wire. Yes, definitely. And there is town involved as well. So yeah, quite a um, yeah, quite a tight thing. The top, the top four really have moved quite the way clear really we thought these four sides would be there we thought Whitstable and I thought Tunbridge Wells would be up there as well but um, um, yeah the top four have shown their quality through the season absolutely uh, the other big game at the weekend for two of our scaffold sides is a showpiece final uh, the Kent Senior Trophy at the Gallagher Stadium it's a chance for either Deal Town or Punjab United to get their hands on some silverware I spoke to both managers in the space of about 10 minutes on Wednesday morning uh, so we're going to hear from them both now starting with Punjab United's Chippy Shan and I started by asking if it was the biggest game in the club's history yeah 100% mate it's, um, it's an unbelievable achievement what the lads have done um, and yeah we, seriously we're just uh, we're pinching ourselves that we're there so I think the hard work we put in behind the scenes is paying off. Um, recent results have been great. And, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. I think we're going as underdogs. So, yeah, but, you know, we're really looking forward to it. It should be a, a good day because I, I know you sold a fair few tickets. Deal are well supported as well. So, uh, hopefully it will be a, a, a memorable day for everybody. Yeah, um, like I was talking last night, you know, after our game yesterday against Kennett, and, you know, we were, I've, I've been stopped in Blue Water, I've been stopped in town saying, Chip, we'll be there, we're coming and. I think we're close to touching 400, um, and that's amazing for a club who's like five years old at this level. It's um, seriously, it's a dream come true just seeing how many people are so buzzing about coming to football um, and coming to support Punjab United. So uh, honestly, just it's unbelievable feeling at the moment. I suppose obviously your your hope is that you can put in a, a, a performance, uh, whatever the result is, and it's, those 400 people want to come and watch you at your place as well. Well, this is it, yeah, you know, last, last night we had over 100 come in, um, I think they're building up week in, week out, um, 
And yeah, look, to be honest, we're making new fans every week, which is great. Um, and as you know, it's, it's, it's a lovely family club. Um, and to take 400 to Maidstone is going to be unbelievable. We know it's going to be a tough game. We know what Dill can, what Dill are doing at the moment. They're on a fantastic run. But in a cup final, that run um, doesn't mean anything. It just means it's a game between two teams and whoever's best on the day will come out and win it. And we, we, we all go in there with no fear. We've played Dill before, you know, which probably should have beat them at their grand few months ago we you know in all top of a one one draw. Um and I think they're gonna be worried about us as much as we're worried about them. How will you feel on, on Sunday when you lead the team out at, at the Gallagher? Oh very proud, you know, and I was just um we we're just checking about this morning, like prepping that we've got a coach coming, we're gonna go there, we're gonna do this, you know, and it's just an amazing feeling, you know, with the players of we're gonna go and get a blessing at the temple in the morning. The Sea Temple in Grey's End, uh, all the players are really looking forward to go there. You know, never been some of them, so we're going to go in there and quickly do that. And we all get our way down to the stadium together as a team committee. And yeah, I, listen, it's a really proud moment for me to lead this team out. And um, it's a proud moment for all the committee members, everyone around the club. Um, and yes, yeah, they all deserve a day out. And just God willing, if we can get a bit of luck and a really good performance, you never know, we can walk away with a trophy. Brilliant to go and have the blessing beforehand as well, because I know obviously that the foundings of Punjab are very much related in faith and everything like that. So I suppose that's a that's an important part of the day for you as well. Yeah, and um, I think this the players have been fantastic with it. You know, we said we wanted to go and um, we wanted to get a blessing done, and it's not just for us; it's for everyone. You know, the blessing can be in English and it could be in Punjabi, and it's going to be for just good luck for the football club, uh, for all the players, all their families. So. It's a really nice thing that they're all willing to buy into it, and you know, and actually, you see where you know where we go, what our religion offers. Um, that it's, it's such a uh, nice uh, religion. It's just nice that these guys want to come and see it. It's a lovely temple in Graveland, so it's the biggest outside India, I think. You know, um, and I think it'd be really good for them to see it in the morning and and to get a blessing. Off we go, and then yeah, God willing, let's see what the football does as well. You say it's a one-off game, anything can happen. You know that from from who you beat in the semi-final. So, you know, we know Deal are in a great run of form, but I guess you'll go there and, and, and you'll, th- you'll feel you've got nothing to lose. Yeah, listen, we're 100%. And we've been in a really good run recently. You know, we've, we, we, we've been playing some really good football. Um, we're playing our way, and which is fantastic. So the, the, our sort of form has hit as well. It's a good timing. So I think it's going to be a really good game. I think, you know, I've been, we've been watching them a little bit this week as well. And I know... They were watching us last night, so I think we're both pretty worried about each other, but I just think both of us will go at it, and God willing, the best team wins, and if it's us at the end of the day, then so be it. It'll be an unbelievable party back in Grayson afterwards. Uh, three wins in a row leading up to the cup final. You can't, you can't ask for anything more than that, can you? No, I think it's about 12, 13 goals. I think the three games, it's um, it's been brilliant. So, no, they've just done really well, and they're buying into what, what, what we're trying to get out of them and believing themselves, you know, and I think it's been really, really good season. I think we said at the beginning of the season, if we can get to a cup and a top 10 finish, you know, and when we first started the season, I thought, oh God, this ain't going to happen. But we sort of turned it around mid-October and um, we haven't looked back, to be honest. And now I think we're eighth in the league and we're in, a, we're in a, one of the biggest cups in Kent. So, I, listen, it's a, it's a dream come true at the moment. And if we could walk away with something on Sunday, that would be unbelievable. I've got to ask you about the goal you conceded at the weekend. Um, it wasn't a goal, was it? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was probably one of the funny things. You know what? I will say one thing. I walked up to the referee at half time and I said, Look, you're going to have to owe me a college and I hope you're humble enough. And um, he rang me on Sunday morning, to be fair, and um, he, he, he said, Look, Chip, you said that to me at the game. And um, I would, I've looked at the videos and I'm sorry. And um, 
it, it was a mistake for mine. I can understand why it looked like it, because he hit the water bottle, which is right next to the thing, which it shouldn't have been. But he also, fair play to him, he was one of the first referees that actually rang me on the Sunday. I couldn't believe it. And he said, it's me, uh, Tim, and I'm really sorry that, um, you know, I'd cost you a goal. I, hope, I know he didn't reflect on the game too badly, but it's just, um, at least he, meant he, he was humble enough to uh, realise he made a mistake, which I think was quite nice of him, really. So, so what was it? It hit a water bottle that there was wide of the post and then bounced in? And I went back behind the goal, so I think first he thought it hit the water bottle and went out of a net, and it, oh, I don't know, mate, I was a bit confused myself because everyone was just sort of lost the plot for a little while, and I think um, I think he realised after he saw the video that when he hit the water bottle, it just the ball went around the net, behind the advertising, like in between the advertising board and the net, so I think he actually thought it went in and went out again. Right. So um, that was the confusing bit of it, and I think if you see a couple of angles just in court, you know, maybe that's why he's done it, but you know, the nice thing is it was funny, well, not funny, it was funny afterwards, but it wasn't funny when they scored to make it one or play that way. So, you know, and um, but in the end, you know, it, we, we we won the game quite comfortably, but um, it was just a, one of those things, really. It's one of those ghost goals, isn't it, really? Uh, did, did the country players celebrate it, or, did, or, or were they as confused as you were? No, they all shouted corner. That one made it even worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> they all, and you can see one of the expressions of the bloke's head when he goes, oh, corner. And um, and be fair, they were they were really nice about it. They all come, you know, they all come together. Gaffer, that wasn't a goal. And but you know, I think once he give it, I don't think he could take it away. So I understand what happened in the sense of it, but also I think we were just trying to get him to go and check the net and all this stuff. But I, I would just also like to say that fair play to him. At least he rang me next day, and I think that shows some of the refs have got a bit of compassion and a little bit of. Um, when it, humbleness when they make a mistake that's all it is everyone makes mistakes in life it happens you know and they, they will make mistakes and I think it was really good that you phoned me and we had a good chat for 5-10 minutes and that was done that's it as far as I can then it's finished uh, and just finally I suppose you're hoping that there's no referee mistakes on Sunday and then it's just a, a really good game of football and a spectacle for the whole of the county to enjoy yeah listen when you get over 1200 I think we're going to beat the record from last year I think so over 1200 fans will be in there I just hope it'll be a really good game of football. They like to attack, we like to attack. I think it will just be whoever defends the best will win the game. And if they, I'm really proud of them, to be honest. It's been a fantastic season from when we started. And um, if we can get the biggest cup in Kent back home to Gravesend, God, blimey, Sunday night is going to be a, it'll be a good night. A really special weekend for them, Matt. And, and you can tell that Chippy is very, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, it's... Um, it... It's going to be a really big event. People I, people I know, um, funeral yesterday, he's turned into a deal fan and he's off and he said, how are you going? I said, oh, I'm not going, but you'll have a great day with two brilliant sets of fans who are really behind the side. So, yeah, Chippy is an infectious character, as we've mentioned before, but he will be um, absolutely buzzing there. And I think going to the, the temple is such a, a lovely thing to do as well, to, to get blessed before the game. Uh, work with a lady who goes to the um, Gravesend Temple and she said, Anybody can go to to that, and he said it's an unbelievable place. So I think the players will will really enjoy that. They'll be welcomed into that um, to be blessed before. I think that's that's it's a lovely thing to do. Again, is it a flip of a coin who can win this? Both sides in form, um, and, and probably two of two of the nicest people you could ever meet to when you speak to Chippy and and Steve King about it. And I think they'll both be proud, really proud, if their sides can win it. Um, and 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 should be an absolutely fantastic game in probably in front of a good crowd of maybe fifteen fifteen hundred two thousand people and no quarter given I would have thought. 
Yeah, and and for Punjab United, you know, when we first started doing this show, they were yeah. in step six, and and you know they they've really risen up. And, and I thought, you know, it was really interesting when he said, you know, we're we're going to to the temple before the game mm-hmm. on Sunday, and that the whole squad's going, and everyone's bought into it. You know, and they've kind of looked at at it, and I suppose that you might look at it and think initially they were just thinking they were going to focus on the sort of Punjab side of things, and I know that was certainly a lot of it in in step six. They had a lot of players uh, of that. Um, belief and everything like that but obviously now they've, they've moved on uh, they've had to move on in terms of bringing in players but the players have really bought into to the ethos of the club and I don't know you've never been to Punjab United I don't think no. but I've been there three or four times you know and it's such a friendly place and, and obviously you've got passionate people running the club and you know they're they're doing they're doing great and and that, you know they're doing they're doing wonders they've had, obviously had the big documentary they're, they're really good on social media they've got young Ben doing all of his vlogs and everything like that you know, they're a club that's, that's really doing things the right way. And, and being in this final, no matter how they do on Sunday, is a massive reward for, for Chippy and the work that he's put in. Yeah, I think they're in a club on the up. You know, the first few seasons, they struggled a bit. They're eighth in the league now. They've reached the cup final. Um, and again, they'll be looking to push on. They've got some good players. Uh, I think they're a club that will probably gather more when they do continue to do well, more media from the mainstream media as well for the difference of the club but people like Chippy he's so infectious um again I don't it, it, I'd want both teams to win in this game which is really I don't think difficult to do because it means so much to both of them and, and Punjab as well yeah fantastic story um both sides are pretty confident they can come out winners but it'd be a really really good game from that point of view and I, I, I think uh, the atmosphere will be good as well. And if you go into that game, I'm sure it's going to be a, an entertaining affair. Yes, as we've already said, in the way of Punjab United, our deal town, uh, they're on a huge unbeaten run. They're heading for a top four finish. And of course, they would love to end with a bit of silverware too. I started my chat by asking Steve King how proud a moment it is for the club to be in the final. Yeah, um, I think that's going to be a big moment. Um I think those sort of five, ten minutes before kickoff, when obviously the crowd's in, it'll probably sink in at that point. Um, the achievement and uh, something that we've always aimed for as a club over the last four or five years. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a big moment. But then uh, as soon as the game kicks off, it's a game of football and um, we'll be focused on that and um, looking forward to the 90 minutes, really. But, yeah, it's going to be a big day. Obviously, we've sold a lot of tickets. There's going to be a big crowd. Um, I think for both clubs, it's going to be their biggest day for quite a while. So um, I think it's going to be a fitting cup final. Yes, it's a very interesting game as well because you're both in good form. You know, they've won their last three. Uh, I understand you went to watch them last night. So so you know what to expect from them. But they beat Irith and Belvedere in the semi-final. So there's there's absolutely no danger you can take them lightly, is there? Oh, no. Look, we. I think anybody who knows me knows that I prepare for every game um, properly. I mean, whatever it is, whatever competition, and um, we know all about Punjab. Um, I think I looked the other day, if you look since Christmas, they'd be fifth or sixth in Scaffold um, with their form. They've got a lot of experienced players. Um, we've had two really close games with them in the league, um, edged a 2-1 very early in the season and then drew one all at home. Um, so, no, look, uh, people will probably pass favourites because of the league position and the run we've been on, but... 
it's a cup final between two good sides and whoever produces on the day, um, I think we'll, we'll end up being successful. You said there's been a lot of tickets sold. It should be a, a really good atmosphere. And I guess that's a great thing for, for many of your players who won't have played in front of a crowd that big. Yeah, no, I think we've been lucky, obviously, with the Vars runs we've had in the last couple of years. And um, we've had some home crowds up over sort of six, seven hundred. I don't think... I'm not worried about the players in terms of being in front of a big crowd. I mean, we've got some experienced players as well. Um, obviously, Aaron Milbank was involved in the playoff final last year at Ashford for Herne Bay. Um, Tom Chapman, people like that, Mac and Murray. So, I, I don't worry too much about the crowd, but I think it's just going to be a great occasion um, to have that level of support behind us. And obviously, Punjab has sold a good number of tickets as well and I mean they've got vocal support so um, I think it should be a good atmosphere and a, a, and a good day How important are those experienced heads on an occasion like Sunday? Yeah I think they're very important um, just just dealing with the lead up and, and the build up and um, the voices in the changing rooms we've got good experienced coaching staff as well who I've won plenty of stuff in non-league, so um, I think in the dressing room we, we should manage we should manage that quite well. Like I, said, I think the Vars experiences we've had in the last couple of years will will stand us in good stead. Um, so yeah, they're going to play a crucial role. But look, we're playing some very good football. We've we've won a lot of difficult games recently. Um, we're in good form, and and we'll really just be focusing on trying to reproduce that on the pitch once the game starts. That good run of form, you know, you're unbeaten in, in, in a long time now. And I guess you, you look at the league table and you think, oh, it's, it might be one of those where you're just not quite going to get as close as you need to be. But it, I suppose you finish the season on, on a great run of form. And, and if you were to win the cup on Sunday, then that would set you up well for a good summer and hopefully a good season next year. Yeah, no, 100%. I think if you had offered me at Christmas this run of form, I think I would have said, yeah, well, we're in second all day. But I think Phoenix and Arif deserve got an unbelievable amount of credit, Woody and, and Boyley there, because I think I looked the other day between the three of us, Arif have lost to ourselves and Phoenix in the league, but between the three of us, we haven't lost to anybody else. Um, obviously, other than, other than Arif and Belvedere. So to have three teams go on that sort of run of form from Christmas onwards um, has been unbelievable. And I think... We're just going to end up possibly falling a little bit short. Obviously, it's out of our hands, but I say if we can pick up the silverware and have the run we've had, we're deal, so we'll keep our squad together. Everybody knows that. We'll add, look to add maybe one or two in the summer in a few areas. Um, and then we'll look to try and kick on again next season in what's already looking like, if we're still in scaffolds, going to be incredibly competitive um, again with the sides coming down and the sides coming up. Um, but I think we're, 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 we're delighted with, with how we've done. We're delighted with the progression of the squad. Um, and, yeah, we'll we'll just look to kick on. And given how the season looks like it may end for you, you must be looking forward to the fact there's proper playoffs next season. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think, I think everybody is. Um, I think it's long overdue. I think it has been difficult. It's not been quite as easy for the FA to sort as what people said it has and I think they've come up with a sensible solution um, and yeah it's going to be good it's going to be good for sides to keep the season alive um, all the way to the end and obviously then the excitement of those playoff games at the end 
how have you made the, the, the level this season? I mean, obviously last year we had two exceptional teams who ran away with it and got 100 points each. But this season's been, you know, as you've mentioned yourself, here with Town and, and Phoenix have been trying to chase down here with the <coughs> It's been a, a really interesting race, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that, obviously, the, the, the two sides last year were outstanding. Um, we, I, I was very vocal about how I felt Scaffold had been stacked with Beckenham and Chatham and Sheppey. And um, I'm no surprise to see that all three of those sides are up in and around the playoffs of the league above um, because they were very strong sides at our level. Um, I think this year, I think that the depth has been stronger. I think more sides have kept budgets for longer and kept investing. Um, and that's made every week quite tough. Um, but I think probably... If you asked Phoenix, Eric and ourselves, we'll probably look back at points we dropped before Christmas that are going to cost two of us um, at the latter end of the season. But that's how it is and that's something we'll try and rectify next season. Going back to Sunday, how proud are you going to be feeling when you lead the team out? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's been a long journey at the football club and it's not always been plain sailing. Um, we've had to do a lot of work to, to build it to where it is now and we're going to have look probably seven or eight players in that starting lineup that have played 150 games for the club um, so as a group it's something that we've worked towards for a long time so yeah it's going to be a it's going to be a proud moment but everybody who knows me once that first whistle goes I'm not going to change and I'll be my usually excited self on the sideline and try and get everything out of the boys that we can. And if you were to lift the cup, what, what what would that mean to you and everybody down there at Deal? I think it would just be a, a great achievement and it would just be a um, it'll be a, a recognition of the work that we've done and the progress that we've made. Um, it'll be great. I think we're going to have over a thousand fans there. So I mean, it'd be great to be able to lift some silverware in front of them and hopefully then take that momentum and crowds into next season as well. As you've already said, Matt, I think it's safe to say that this final is a battle between two of the good guys uh, in the scaffold dugout. And it would be great to end Steve King's first season in charge if he could lift the cup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Steve's a, another infectious character, uh, school teacher uh, in the local area. So he lives and breathes that club. Um, he, won't, he will go into that game so uh, organised. He knows what Punjab are going to do. Can they could be buzzing because they think if, if Phoenix lose at the weekend, they could be a chance of getting into second place. So they've still got a lot to play for. I think he wants. I think we spoke to him at the start of the season that um, they wanted to get to the cup final. I think they probably would have liked to come a little bit further in the Vars, but it wasn't to be. But seen as a cup side deal. So as he said, as Chippy said in that previous piece, they probably are the favourites deal because they're in decent form at the moment. The score goals. Um, um, yeah, you would have picked them as favourites, but anything can happen on the day. So we're a really interesting game. Uh, and maybe if Deal don't go up this season, if they don't get in the playoffs, these two could be one of the better sides next year, probably against the likes of the, the sides that are coming down, be one of the ones that will be looking to, to challenge them. So it's maybe a good benchmark for next season as well. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's great. And if we just specifically talk about Deal, you know, they're really well supported. Uh, they do so well down in their little corner uh, of, of Kent. And Steve, as he said there, you know, he's expecting to be competitive next year, but he's expecting to keep most of his players together. Yeah. And and that's kind of the key for him, you know, and winning a trophy, as you say, 
wouldn't it be great if both sides could win this? But winning yeah. a trophy uh, for Deal Town w- w- would be amazing because, you know, they're, they're a, a well-run club. They've got some really good people behind the scenes there. And, and you know, it would be just a, a crowning moment. You know, obviously, uh, Steve Coteau took over at the start of the season after the previous manager. Derek stepped down after such a long time in charge. And that you said earlier on, Punjab are moving in the right direction. So a deal town, and that direction is is definitely taking them upwards, and and you know this could be a a, a great opportunity, and I almost wonder <clears throat> if Deal Town were to win the cup this season, then maybe they'd have the sort of a freedom to to focus a little bit more on the league, you know, to to have got some silverware, then if they get it this year, then they could look next year and think actually do you know what league 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 all the way, uh, and I think if 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 that was the, the the way that it worked out, that they'd be a very dangerous side next season, and and this could be you know the start of the crest of a wave for them. Yeah, I think it is. Um, like I say, the crowds are up. They've taken a few supporters from, from Dover, as I say. Um, a real friendly club, as you say, just community driven, just getting people in, just making sure people are happy on the terraces and enjoying their football. Um, and I say, the guy I spoke to yesterday, he, he said he couldn't wait for Sunday because it will be an absolutely fantastic day on and off the pitch. Yes, and the game itself, Matt, as we said there, um, Punjab beat Irith and Belvedere in the semi-final, so there's absolutely no way that they can be taken lightly. Both managers said deal were slight favourites, um, and and I, what, what I really liked about it, and and I wish I was going to the game on Sunday. What I really liked about it was when Chippy said, "Well, we're both attacking teams, so it'll come down to who defends better on the day." Uh, and you know, going into the cup final with that attitude, I like that a lot. Let, let's let's hope it finishes like four all after after extra time or something. Yeah, yeah, I expect it to be yeah, uh, defences will be under pressure. Both teams have got decent goal scorers who've had good careers at this level and level above. Yeah, I would be surprised if it's nil-nil. It should be an entertaining uh, affair. Uh, and again, flip of a coin to me, John, who's going to win it? Probably, you probably say DLR favourites, but Punjab have, you know, that result in the semi-final must have galvanised them a little bit. Say, right, this year's are you? Yeah, well, good luck to, to both teams. The game is all ticket at the Gallagher Stadium. So if you do want to go, you need to get a ticket in advance, um, but it will definitely be worth doing. You can't just roll up to get to the ground and get one. I, no, I think it is all tickets. So I think you have to buy them in advance. Um, but, that, you know, it's one of those things because there's already, like, they've, I think they've sold over a thousand already. Yeah, so yeah, I'm good, sure there'll yeah, be really a... Yeah, really good tickets. Yeah, a lot of sales, so that's good. Yeah, and I can't make it on Sunday, unfortunately. I've been to a few uh, Kent City Show finals, always enjoyed them. Um, but I've promised both managers that I'll be speaking to the, them again if they win it. So tune in next week to see you as celebrated. Uh, good luck to both sides and let's hope it's a day to remember. Uh, let's move up to the Eastman League South East now where more than 2,500 people packed into the Belleville on Monday to see the title decider between Chatham and Ramsgate. And most of them will have gone home very happy. A second half goals from Emmanuel Oloyedi and ironically former Margate manager Andy Drury gave the home side the spoils. They now need just two points from their remaining two games to make it back-to-back promotions. As Cray Valley PM on Saturday, still protecting an unbeaten home record, so they would love to complete the job this weekend. But Matt, what an amazing attendance that was on Easter Monday. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I thought two and a half thousand. Um, I know a few people from Ramsgate who went up. Um, Chatham, that home form has come to the fore, hasn't it? Again, again. 18 games, 14 wins, phenomenal, and that's what that's what that's what's make, going to make the difference. Five points clear. I can't see them. Cray Valley will be a tough game um, on Saturday because they can they're still fighting for the playoff positions. But yeah, phenomenal. Ramsgate, I think that's Ramsgate's first defeat in about 12 games. So under uh, Coyle as the manager, so Jamie Coyle, 
feel for Rams getting a little bit. They changed managers. Just couldn't, just drew too many games in the end and they probably had to go to Chatham and win. They didn't do it. I know they had the chances reading and speaking to people who were at the game. But yeah, fair play to Chatham. You know, Chatham need, you know, two points. I think that I think they're good enough to do that. And I'm sure there'll be even big, could be a big crowd again against Cray Valley on Saturday to, to see them pick, pick up the title. But very competitive division. But Chatham, again, that home form has been the absolute key. Absolute key for them all season. And it's a fortress for them. Um, and, and I know, when I, you know, the little thing when, when I was growing up, when they were used to play at home, used to win all their home games. And you've got that, when you've got that ability, you think we're going to win at home. It must make so much difference. And I'm, I'm sure they're be a tough game at the weekend. But if they can do it, it'll be a, well, I expect them to do it. It'll be a, a really fantastic achievement. Back-to-back promotions. The club, we mentioned about Deal being on the up. Chatham, definitely on the up. The average attendance is nearly 1,000 this season. So, um, I think it's probably helped that Gillingham haven't, haven't had a great season. But some people might think, right, I'll, I'll stay and watch Chatham because you're going to see attacking football. Um, got some good players on the show and you've got a club on the up. So, like, it really well run again what a club can do. Back to, again, from watching this, if they do get promoted, I can't remember them much being in the ESPN Premier Division. Again, Chatham Town, always been a South East Division, so it'll be tough next season. But again, Fortress Chatham, Fortress Maidstone Road, um, fantastic achievement. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I remember going to Chatham uh, in the first season we did this podcast, you know, and and they were on their way sort of down. They'd been, well, they weren't on their way down. They'd been relegated into the uh, into the scaffold, and, and you know, they were kind of mid-table up you know they weren't really pulling up any trees and the difference now in everything in the surroundings in the stadium in the way they play football and obviously in the results is 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 so stark you know and full credit to Kevin Hake who's you know still managing the team and and, and doing a great job you know they're not there yet and, and I'm sure if I spoke to Kevin he'd say no no we're not getting carried away but You'd like to think on Saturday for, for them. I mean, obviously Ramsgate would will be hoping that they can blow up uh, somehow. They've got Cray Valley and they've got Littlehampton to play, um, but it, it's a fantastic achievement. And to, to go straight through this league shows a couple of things. One, it's a great achievement by Chatham, but two, just how good they were last season. Uh, their man Sheppy that they've done so well, and, and Steve King alluded to that earlier on, but. You know, I'm sure this squad hasn't come cheap for Chatham, but they're getting the crowds through the, through the door. So they're doing everything the right way, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, you know, two they, and a half thousand people. Yeah. Um, interesting. Apparently, the game on um, Friday, I spoke to somebody at the, Dar- the David Darfur game on Monday. He went to the Chatham away game and he said, tell us on your pod. Apparently, they got Chatham got a penalty and the um, goalkeeper started, because it was on artificial pitch, started jumping on the crossbar and he moved the goal a foot. So there's an absolute commotion for a while getting the goal back to where the position was. But he said that Chatham, you know, resilient when he saw them down at the winning the game on Saturday. And yeah, I, I think it's back to back. Again, they're on a winning habit of winning matches. So next season, it will be tougher. I think you'll probably find that the Eastman Premier Division is a little bit harder, as probably Herm Bay have found. But they've got players probably playing a level below maybe where they should be. Um, Danny Kebrell still playing. I don't think maybe he'll play next season, but Andy Jury coming in, Jack Evans, you know, fantastic player. Um, but yeah, fantastic achievement. Um, I feel for Ramsgate a little bit. Um, <laughs> his playoffs are going to be tough as well for certain sides. We're still waiting for certain sides to get into it. But yeah, Ramsgate should, if they can get second place, but 
all the pressure will be back on them again after um, just missing out again for, for the second successive year from promotion. Or was it last year? They missed out on the playoffs, didn't they? So, yeah, big, t- you know, tough, tough, tough for Ramsgate. Because I live around the area, but they'll go again. And can they do it? Can they push it over on the line on the um, in the playoffs? Yeah, Ramsgate are assured of a top five spot. Well, as are the chats, of course, if they are reeled in at the top. Uh, Whitehawk are all but there. A 12-goal swing and two defeats is the only way it can go wrong for them. But after that, it's tight. Uh, there's two points separating the next four. Beckenham and Cray Valley, who are fourth and fifth, do have a game in hand on the two below them. But both Sheppey United and Hyde are in fine form, and they certainly uh, won't give up the fight. Uh, at the other end, it was a sad oh, day on Monday. Say, John, maybe Steve Watt has done a brilliant job at Hyde, hasn't he, really? Um, Unbelievable. Fantastic form. Don't score many goals, but he scored four at the weekend. But he's just really sort of galvanised the club in his second spell. Um, I think you you have to give him a real good achievement because if if you said to me in you know October November that Hyde would finish could finish above Ashford and Seven Oaks, uh, I'd have probably laughed at you. Fantastic achievement, Steve. What's done there? Yeah, he's done, he's done a wonderful job, Steve, Steve White. And they've kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Yeah. It's only been the last month or so that people have actually been talking about them. Um, but, you know, we, Steve's, you know, he's never really shied away from the fact that, you know, budgetary, there were challenges uh, at High Town. And, and I would say that they definitely, uh, of all of our teams in that league, are, are punching above their weight. Right. And, you know, if they come up a little bit short, then that they'll be that they'll probably be disappointed. But they should actually be really proud of, of, of the run they've been on. Yeah, you know, Steve what. Um, a manager, you know, he's a you know manager of Margate Hyde a couple of times. Um, I think he, he he's showing his corn and could be a good manager going forward. He's a good manager now, but I think um, yeah, I think a fantastic job there. Um, really good, you know, to be where they are and two games to go, still got a chance for playoffs. You know, Cray Valley lose to Chatham, they win at the weekend um, against VCD, which you think they could do. They could be in the playoffs going into the final game of the season. And, taking your hand off there wouldn't he absolutely uh, at the other end of the table it was a sad day on Monday for both Corinthian and Faversham uh, both relegated after their defeats to Sittingbourne and Hyde respectively uh, above that five points separate the five teams still battling to avoid the playoff places it actually delights me to tell you that there's only one Kent team between 11th and 18th in this division uh, that is VCD Athletic uh, they're 17th with 37 points but with three games to go uh, wouldn't it be great if they got out of it I mean obviously two Kent teams have gone down disappointing for both of them but wouldn't it be great if the next two were both from Sussex eh? I mean there's uh, I think there's only one team in the top 10 from Sussex which is a great achievement and shows the strength of, of non-league football in Kent and, and pretty much why we do this show yeah yeah VCD have got a chance to get out of it got a feel for Corin- you mentioned Corinthian last week we had a big discussion about them yeah VCD got tough games um, interesting one against Hyde as I say on Saturday which will be a a tough one. They, you know, they know what they can do. They've got the game in hand. They know if we can pick up points, if we can win the game, we can get out of the hole we're in. So, yeah, really tough games. Faversham just hasn't worked out for them. Sammy Moore, for all the money that's gone in there, just hasn't worked. They'll be massive favourites for the um, scaffold next season, I would have thought. But a season to forget for Faversham. And you know, a few years ago, they were so close to getting promoted out in this division as well. So, but they've seen it with Chatham. Maybe you go down and you come back stronger. And I'm sure um, if Sammy Moore's there, which I expect him to be, um, they'll be bouncing back fast. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm sure they won't take the scaffold lightly because everyone knows what a tough division it is. Yeah. 
to, to get out of. But I'm, I'm sure that Fabersham will be the, the red hot favourites for yeah. that league uh, next year. You know, and, and in some ways, and Corinthian will look to be strong as well, I'm sure. Um, but they will also know that it, it's, it's going to be tough. But in some ways, I'm sure the teams, the deals and everyone like that are looking, thinking we probably could have done without them two coming down because, you know, they're, they're both going to be competitive. They'd rather have teams, well, they'd probably rather have no one come down and have another go at it and just get rid of get rid of um, yeah. Irith and Belvedere and Phoenix maybe or, Phoenix or, or Deal or whoever finishes second. And then it'd be more of a wide open playing field. But you would look at it at the moment and think that... Um, if Faversham continue the investment that they've been put in this season, they're going to be pretty tough to beat uh, at that level. But we shall see. Uh, well, on if, Saturday, if something more would have managed everything, every level down apart from the Conference National in the space of about four seasons. Unbelievable, so, um, isn't it? His knowledge of um, a non-league game will be definitely there. But yeah, you fancy them if they can if they can keep the players they've got and if they continue to invest um, beyond them. And I know it's, it hasn't this, you know. From them being promoted. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, Beckham at home to East Grinstead. As we said, Chatham hosts Cray Valley. They can win the title this weekend. Ashwood travel to Chichester. The bottom two clashes, Corinthian host Fabersham. Seven Oaks head to Hayward's Heath. Ramsgate are home to Whitehawk. Shepherd home to Lansing. Sittingbourne meet Burgess Hill. And it's VCD against Hyde. Uh, Beckham then hosts Fabersham on Tuesday night, while Cray Valley hosts VCD. And Seven Oaks travel to Littlehampton. Uh, up to the Isthmian Premier Division now. And let's start by talking again about Herne Bay. Uh, I said last week that ex-chairman Stuart Fitzy had left the club in a better place and he'd found it. Well, we can all be wrong. Uh, and it seems that that is very much the case here. Uh, this week, a Herne Bay statement said, Herne Bay would like to make it clear that Chairman Stuart Fitchie was asked to stand down following numerous promises being made without consultation with his fellow directors, promises which the club are not able to honour. Our club secretary and head of media, for one, has had to stand down because the club cannot fulfil the promise made to him. The players and management team are putting in a valiant effort to avoid relegation, despite receiving little or any monies for several weeks. Uh, the clubhouse needs a lot of work to complete and the contractor appointed is not prepared to finish the works. The club finds itself in a very difficult situation, but the directors and new management committee are working to correct this situation and get us back on an even keel. Uh, we would ask our strong fan base and supporters to do all they can to support the club by using the bar and other facilities at the ground whenever possible. Uh, now, from what we've been told, there are many, many other issues uh, and more financial worries may be revealed soon as well. Uh, but the club does hope to have a new chairman in place soon. Um, that's all a bit of a mess, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, we didn't know about that. Cause, um, in the media, he was quite... Um... He was a bit of a media darling, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, he was, yeah. We yeah. had him on the yeah. show and he spoke really well uh, and everything like that. But um, from what from what we've been told, the, the, the problems all stem back to, to the pitch going down and, and the delays for that were were financial as well, apparently. And, and you know, it, it's it's just sad, you know, to see someone come into a football club and, and, and have such a, a, a negative impact. Because, you know, we're all for positivity on this show. Um, and and to read that uh, and to get the message that we got um, about this in the week, it's it's just sad really because you know Herne Bay is a good football club that they've always been a, a well on football club, and and to see that happen and and you know that's a very scathing statement, um, and, and it's just it's just really sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When we had Kevin Watson on last week, he was you know I think he spoke very well um, about the um, didn't go into the issues that we had, but. Clearly, there'll be a lot of changes in the summer. Um, I don't think he probably has been promised what he expected when he went in. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, 
was getting promoted. Fantastic achievement for Ben Smith, not taking it away from him. Something that maybe the club wasn't ready for. Um, the chairman thought, well, let's invest loads of money. Didn't really work out. Clearly, he can't pay his bills. Um, and he's left them. They've got the memories. But, you know, these memories could take a long while to get back to the levels where they were. Because, you know, we said before when they got promoted, I couldn't remember them at this level. They're at this level. But clearly, um, you need some sort of infrastructure in the place. And the chairman, maybe he'll, he's been pretty quiet, hasn't he? We haven't really heard from him too much apart from his resignation. Uh, but clearly there's a lot of infighting going on behind the scenes, but it's hopefully they can um, sort that out uh, next season and be ready to go again. Yes, yeah, so sadly it does look like uh, they are going to be heading back to the Eastman League South East on the pitch as well. Uh, they're now six points behind Kingstonian with just two games to play. Uh, we are just out of the Easter weekend, but it would be a comeback almost improbable as the, uh, that one of the big fella all those years ago. Yeah. Uh, Bays, no, no, and again, I don't think probably staying at that level is going to be good for them, is it? Really? No, I think if you, if you need a bit of a reset, then going down probably isn't the, the worst yeah. thing in the world, is it? Because, you know, if you're trying to compete at, at that level, which is a tough level, um, you know, the, the, uh, the spend being in the Eastman Premier compared to what it is in the Eastman League South East is, is, is pretty vast. You know, yeah. the travelling's a lot more uh, and everything like that. So, yeah, it might not be uh, the worst thing. But uh, Bay's latest defeat was a thriller. Uh, on Easter Monday as they went down 5-3 at home to play off chasing Cray Wanderers. Uh, their fate is now in their own hands with just two games to play. What a job Neil Smith is doing, Matt. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, some big clubs at that top end of that table with Cray not having their own ground yet. Uh, we always thought that Neil Smith is a good manager. Uh, battling with the Essex clubs. You wouldn't put, they score goals, they're on a good form. Neil Smith's got that extra little bit of quality um, and it'd be the difference. Uh, looks like Bishop Stortford are going up, isn't it? Some t- Hornchurch, Canvey, Averley. Yeah, going ahead of something like Enfield and Lewis, who we know quite a bit about. Fantastic achievement. I don't know if they've got left to play, Cray, but um, but a Kingstonian, Harringay, Borough. Neil Smith's got enough um, now, so I think, to, to get the points they need to uh, get into the playoffs. And that's a fantastic achievement for them. Um, but again, club well run from what we gather off the pitch and got a manager managing maybe one could even be two levels below where he should be. Yeah, and I think, you know, if they get into the playoffs in the form, they bit momentum is massive. Yeah. And even though the, the odds are going to be against them, you know, they may well finish in fifth place and have to play away from home to second place team in the semi-final. But I wouldn't fancy playing Cray Wanderers in this sort no. of form, you know, with a manager like Neil Smith who, in a one-off game, I think you'd back him. So, you know, they'll be a, a, a dangerous, dangerous side if they do manage to get in there, won't they? They've got some, they've got good players as well. Um, Sabio on loan, he ripped up the National League last season. I thought he was one of the best players I saw. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, he uh, fancy them. You really do fancy them. Fantastic achievement. We thought... Did we think we did get in the playoffs? I think the Neil Smith factor, that's the key part of this thing, isn't it? It is, and, and, and a great job he's doing. Uh, maybe, Matt, we'll give him a call in the next couple of weeks and try and get him on the show. Uh, Margate were beaten 1-0 at home by folks in the Victor on Monday in the other Kent derby. Uh, but Gate have announced that Rhys Prestige will be staying on as manager for next season. Uh, in Victor, meanwhile, saw their game on Good Friday, hugely delayed by a bad injury to keeper Patrick Oman. Uh, a broken arm means he will miss the rest of the season as well as his day job. The club have set up a GoFundMe for him uh, with details of that on the club's Twitter feed. 
On Saturday, Margate travel to Billericay, Cray Warners host Kingstonian, Folkestone take on Canby Island, and Herne Bay head to Wingate and Finchley. Uh, let's just keep going up the leagues uh, to the National League South, and you'll never believe this, Ebbsfleet have won the league. They've even got their hands on the trophy after their win over Oxford City on Good Friday. I think, Matt, we've exhausted it quite a lot, but well done to Ebbsfleet United. Fantastic. Well done. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be successful next season as well. I think the investment will be there. If they can keep the majority of the squad, I, I, I'm sure they will put up, you know, I, I presume they'll be one of the top 10 finish. Um, as I said, if the top two go up, it could be a really competitive league next season. And obviously, clearly they've got the financial backing. I think they'll be looking to, could even get in the playoffs, I would have thought, if they can keep that. Dennis Katri, you know, we did that thing when he came on board, but very good manager. Um, I suppose the next thing for Ebsley is um, they do well. Other clubs higher up the pyramid may look to to take him on, either in his own country or in this country. So, But fantastic achievement, fair play to all at Ebsley. Well done, Damien. As you kind of said uh, about Chatton, Ebsley have got some players that are, are already of National League standard, yeah. aren't, aren't they? So, you know, th- th- there's going to be some... Uh, comings and goings, I'm sure, but there's there's players there that will just fit in comfortably at, at the National League, and, and I guess the work is going to be quite minor compared to say the job that Maidstone needed to do last summer um, to try and get themselves to be competitive at that league. As you say, uh, it looks like Wrexham are, are gone, and, and Notts County will surely follow them in the playoffs if there's any justice, um, and and it will be more of a, a wide open division next year, won't it? I, I would have thought so, yes. Um, Again, Bromley have still got a chance. The results have gone their way to to, to be get promoted this season or get in the playoffs. But you, you just fancy Ebsley, um They've they had a lot of money thrown at it before um, getting in the playoffs under Daryl McMahon. Um, they're arguably in a better position now with the squad they've got, as in being there for a while. That this time, I think there'll be good investment. I think Dennis Katri would expect the good investment, and they have got a a good chance. I can't see him getting relegated, or you know. Anyway, I, I think they'll be um, riding high next season. And you know, money talks in this, and and have got good financial backing, and um, and I think they will be successful. Uh, Dartford are assured of a playoff place after their win over Dover on Monday, while Tom Angel's trip to Farnborough was called off. Uh, they host the Darts on Saturday, and although they are 11th, uh, Angels do have a game in hand on many of their teams above them, and just three points outside the playoff spots. Can Angels do it, Matt? It's going to be tough, I think, um, because everybody's a, it's a quite a competitive division at the top of the table. I think they probably need to win three out of four. Dartford don't travel particularly well on the road, so um, and Tunbridge. Been a bit, a little bit inconsistent at times. Good away, but not necessarily at home. One thing, but I think if they can, they need to win three out of four. But I, I, I think if you'd offered Tunbridge Angels fan a top ten finish at the start of the season, they would have taken it. Jay, Jay Saunders is a good manager, building a squad up. Again, next season could be their one. I think it's tough for them to get in the playoffs now. Looking at it, um, and those sides, you know, I've seen a lot of National South this season, and those sides in the top ten um, are. Easily the best, better side in the league who can cause sides problems. So um, I still think Worthing are the side to a toughest one for Dartford um, in that way, the way they play. Um, but um, I, I think it's a good season for Angels. And I don't think any fan will be disappointed if they miss out because they're going in the right direction. Again, another club 
on and off the pitch. Yes, uh, Welling and Dover played out an absolute stinker at Crabble on Good Friday. And then on Monday, the Wings leapt above the Whites into 17th with their win over Eastbourne Borough. Uh, eight and nine points clear of the relegation zone now. Those two should both be safe, Matt. Uh, probably just want to get these last four games done and dusted and, and put 2022-23 behind them. Yeah, Dover probably Dover weren't too bad against Dartford in the first half. Again, absolutely no end product. So uh, that, that is... Um, something that Mitch Brundle's got to sort out in the summer uh, with, a, with a major overhaul of the squad, highly likely. Dover, yeah, got conquered on Monday, on Tuesday, I think. Oxford will be tough because Oxford are a decent side as well. So just overlooking the shoulders a little bit, but um, yeah, it should be OK. Welling, I'm sure there'll be an overhaul from them as well, but they, a good result against Eastbourne. Um, but uh, from what the reports gather, it wasn't at the Dover Welling game, but both sides were pretty poor. <laughs> Yes, Dover at home to Oxford City on Saturday. Ebbsfleet hosts Chessons and will hope to reach 100 points. Uh, while Welling go to St Albans. Dover then head to Concord Rangers on Tuesday night. Uh, while Dartford make the same journey next Thursday. Uh, that just leaves with the National League, where Bromley are still two points outside the playoff places after two draws over the weekend. Uh, but their fate is now actually in their own hands after Eastley's defeat at Gateshead on Wednesday night. Uh, Andy Woodman takes his side on a northern tour this weekend, uh, heading to the ridiculously informed Heed on Saturday uh, and then Halifax on Tuesday. Uh, well, relegated Maidstone, who by all accounts played pretty well against playoff hopefuls Barnet on Monday, uh, are also Halifax bound this week, heading up to West Yorkshire on Saturday. Uh, probably they'll look at that and think, well, it's in our own hands when our remaining games we're, we're there. Gates have won eight in a row. Uh, that's going to be a tough one on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Um, Gates have done a phenomenal get to Wembley and really showed some excellent form. Probably don't lose, you know, Bromley's form is decent again. Disappointing, went in front against Bournemouth early on and conceded straight away. Again, it's in their own hands. Gates and Halifax, two tough games to go. Then they've got to play Chesterfield um, as well. So three out of their last four games, I presume, are away from home. Yeah, they've got to go to Oldham as well. So some really long trips to the end of the season there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, you're relying on other ones. You've got to win three out of four. You're going to be there, I would have thought, from Bromley. Um Again, a good season again for them in a, in a really tough division. They're in the they're in the bracket now, I think, of a play a playoff contender every season. Um, another club infrastructure is great. Um, and again, it, it, a bit like Ebsley, you want the top. If they're not going up, you want the top two to go up because next season you would have thought the national league is going to be wide open. And then maybe again, if Bromley have that little extra investment. Why not? They can't be at the top of the table because I think um, they've got some good players. I think Woodman's a decent manager. Um, I think a lot of clubs will see it next season, John. If you've got a bit of money in the National League, if the top two go as they are, it's wide open and you may see um, investment again from some of these clubs. Would you be holding money back now and thinking, right, we'll go for it next season? Yeah, that's exactly my point. I, I was wondering if if the likes of your Chesterfields, your Solihulls, you know, teams like that, if they've actually just kind of looked at it and thought, well, do you know what? The top two are gone. Let's not chuck loads of money at it this season uh, and, and kind of see how we go. So it'll be it's going to be a fascinating division. And, and, you know, you look at the teams likely to come down. There's not really any big players, big spenders there uh, dropping into that into that division from from the teams above. So, you know, it, it could be wide open for a Bromley, an Epsley or maybe even a Dartford. Uh, if Dartford were to get promoted, um, yeah, to, to I, I, get I up think there it and... will be a wide open, an open division next season. But it's a division, you know, that's got a lot of money involved. And if the clubs have got money, 
next season could be the time to invest it. Absolutely. Right, well, we've um, gone through all the football. We've talked for quite a long time there. Uh, have you got any quick TV recommendations, Matt? Oh, yes. Blue Lights, an Irish police drama on BBC. I've heard about that. Uh, and we, we're discussing this. Best thing we've probably seen on terrestrial television this year. Very, That's very what my mum said, actually. She said she thought it was one of the best things she's ever seen. So I'll, I'll add that. Uh, Definitely to the list. We've watched a couple of films. Um, Kids enjoyed Murder Mystery with the Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston right, definitely, yeah. had, definitely had a face job. Face, face, was it face job? That's not the right thing, is it? Facelift. Facelift, facelift. Yes, yeah, she's, she's looking a little bit Face tall, job yeah, is something completely different, mate. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll move on from that. Um, yeah, it, it, good. They're funny films, if you, you know, good family films and that. So we've watched them from there. And I say we're watching Super Mario World later on this afternoon. Excellent. Uh, MasterChef is back. So I've watched uh, I was watching uh, the start of that while I was uh, writing the script at all hours last night. Um, and yeah, no. Um, yeah, not a lot going on here. No bank holiday hot wing tails or anything like that. It's uh, no. no, it's uh, I was I, I managed to get a day off over the weekend, actually, which was quite nice um, and had a few drinks uh, <laughs> on Saturday um, in Tunbridge Wells. Uh, uh, which was very nice. Um, I wasn't. Did you still go to the pub we used to go to? Well, do you know what? Funny enough, here's a story, Matt. That pub, the barn, yes. Um, As people know, uh, I have uh, a new girlfriend. Well, she's not really new anymore. We've been together a long time. We actually had our first date in that pub. Oh, right. And we have been there twice in the last month. Um, We went there uh, in March. we were going, it was actually our six month anniversary. And I said, oh, come on, let's go in there for a drink. And we went in there. And funnily enough, the uh, the wonderful people from Maxim PR were in there as well, uh, mm-hmm. having some some post-work drinks on that night. And then we were in there on Saturday in the beer garden uh, at the barn, uh, having a, a, a very nice time, actually having a, a, a laugh. And I, I did actually say, we used to come to this pub and have some food before we did the radio yeah, show so, back in the yeah. day. Um, I've not, we've not actually, I've not actually been in the Weatherspoons that we used to frequent, but yeah, the uh, the the barn down by the uh, down by the station. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad it, it survived COVID, to be honest. That's good to see. Yeah. So yeah, I've been there. Uh, I've been there three times uh, in the last seven months, and I've enjoyed them all. Um, yeah. So still going strong. Um, half decent beer selection. It was quite nice out in the beer garden uh, on Saturday, and we yeah we had a, we literally walked the whole length of Tunbridge Wells getting tanked up on Saturday, which was quite good fun. Good. Um, and then the, the disappointment came when we hadn't eaten. And I, despite what everyone says, eating is not cheating. Uh, if you're going out for a few drinks this weekend, kids, try and eat because you will feel the benefit of it. Yeah. Um, as opposed to my story from the weekend where we decided quite early early doors, well, we'll what we'll do is we'll go somewhere really classy um, on the way back. Uh, we'll go and visit uh, the, the colonel. Um and we got up there and the kernel was closed. So we then, instead of instead of doing anything else, we just got more drinks uh, and then walked home. We were hoping to get some takeaway on the way. All the takeaways were shut by the time we got back. Um, so Fee bought a pizza, put it in the oven and I didn't have any of it because I literally walked in and went, I'm going for a lie down. And the next thing I knew it was three o'clock. Um, so, yeah, there's a responsible behaviour from a man in his early 40s. Uh, over the bank holiday weekend um but yeah you know living the dream make the most of it young love etc etc um hello fee hope you're well i know you're listening uh anyway thank you it's a long show it's about eight o'clock in the morning yeah we should never do it again 
<laughs> uh, I can confirm, by the way, that I did look this up, uh, that Scotland were indeed Old Kent Road uh, and Brazil were Park Lane. There was um, it went. The rankings were just just in case you're interested. Scotland, Switzerland, uh, Romania, Chile, Mexico. So, someone else in yellow. I, don't, I can't even see who that is. But Croatia must have been quite low. Look, I don't even think Croatia made it, to be honest, because they're not all on there. Um, I can't see who this team is in yellow. I'm going to have to look. Is it? No. Belgium. It's Belgium. Why is Belgium in yellow? It's Belgium, Austria. Were they in the 98 World Cup? I think they were, yeah. Uh, Austria, Czechoslovakia, who definitely weren't, because they were the the Czech Republic by then anyway. Uh, The Netherlands, Poland, Hungary. Poland and Hungary wouldn't have been in the World Cup. No. Yugoslavia, France, Sweden... Uh, Uruguay, Russia, Spain, and then getting into the serious business now, the Greens, uh, England, Argentina, Italy, Germany, and Brazil. Um, but yeah, so there's some rogues. I, I think they released it in 1997 before they knew we'd even qualify. Uh, um, but you know, there was a, a, a risky game they played there. I mean, to be fair, they did now Scotland though, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. And you can find us on social media, on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast, on Facebook, search for Kent Nonley Podcast, and of course, search for Kent Nonley Football Chats. Uh, as we get to the business end of the season, we'd love to know uh, all your thoughts on what's going on. And you can find me on Twitter at JohnPips81, Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, thanks to all of our guests for their time this week. Uh, thanks to, to Matt for, no, no thanks to Matt for making me get up at eight o'clock in the morning, but thanks to Matt. We're making time in his week off to do the show. There we go. Say something nice about him, even though he made me get up early. Um, and of course, as always, most importantly, thank you every single person for listening. And we'll see you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast. I quite like eight o'clock in the morning, mate. It's the way forward. Better than that, 11 o'clock at night.